Hello and welcome to the Help Me Understand podcast. Help Me Understand is a weekly podcast that explores the context behind the things that we experience from day to day. With topics ranging from personal development to parenting to health and fitness and more, join me, your host, J.K. McLeod, as I share my thoughts and also host conversations that are meant to encourage you to say, help me understand, in an effort to add perspective to the things we experience in everyday life. All right, what is up, folks? Welcome back to another episode of the Help Me Understand podcast. I'm your host, JK, and today for episode number 67 of the podcast, I'm taking a question that I received in response to a sticker that I posted in my Instagram stories asking if there were any suggestions that anyone had as far as like a Q&A type of thing that I could use as topics for a future episode. So I want to give a shout out to Betsy Foster. And if you're not following her, I'm actually going to include her Instagram in the show notes. Uh, Betsy Foster goes by Foster underscore strength. So Foster is F-O-S-T-E-R underscore strength on Instagram. And she is in my pers- from my perspective, a fantastic follow for those who are interested in either getting into the in-person personal training space or are already in the in-person personal training space and really looking to uh, get a better understanding of um, not only programming, also some great information on how to sell to clients ethically, so a way that doesn't feel slimy, uh, really just great ways to connect with um, with your clients. And she also has a podcast called Coaches Chat, where she gives some really, really good actionable tips through solo po- podcast episodes and then interviews with others. So um, I'll put her information down in the show notes, but I wanted to give her a shout out because she uh, posted this particular question that I'm going to use as a topic for today's episode and just kind of riff on that for a little bit. So the question that she submitted was, if you were starting all over today, what's the first thing you do? And this is in reference to, um, I'm assuming in reference to my health and fitness. So when I think about this particular question, it, it also naturally leads me to think about a bigger question is what are some things that maybe I would do differently? Um, so just to go back and so if I were starting all over today, what is the first thing that I would do? And knowing what I know now, I can say that I think the first thing that I would have done is I would have hired a personal trainer right from the jump. So uh, for those who may not be aware of what my story uh, involves when it comes to getting into health and fitness for myself, so not, not specifically coaching, but more specifically for myself, I first really took ownership of my health and fitness um, late in about 2010, I believe that it was. So um, late in that year, the way the story goes is my wife was working um, at a bank at at that time in the St. Louis, Missouri area, and um, she had some clients who owned gyms and they dropped off passes, uh, free passes. Um, I'm sure a lot of folks here are familiar with that tactic. You know, they kind of pass out free passes. You can go for a week or whatever it might be, or free personal training session, that sort of thing. And then, you know, there's usually like a sales pitch to sign up. So uh, my wife came home with these free passes and she just said, Hey, uh, these clients that I have, they own a string of gyms here in the area. So I thought it might be kind of cool. Maybe it's something that that we can check out. 
So I decided to go ahead and do that. So um, I went and um, basically, I can't remember if I went for a few days before deciding to join the gym or if I was just like, yeah, you know what? I That's probably something that would be good uh, the way that I remember it, because I think revisionist history can definitely be a thing. The way that I remember it is that I was thinking to myself, you know, you're not you're not doing terrible. However, you could be doing better. Um, and for context at the time, I wasn't doing anything from a physical activity standpoint at all. Um, I worked quite a bit. Uh, I didn't sleep a lot. Uh, my nutrition strategy was not a strategy as was just kind of flying by the seat of my pants and that, that was basically about it. Uh, however, I wasn't, um, I wasn't necessarily like dissatisfied or upset about the way that I looked or anything like that. At the time I was working in uh, women's retail fashion, women's fashion retail. So uh, I was very, very aware of making sure that I tried to dress in a way that presented myself um, as somebody who kind of knew what they were doing when it came to fashion and things like that. And I say that to say, um, now looking back on it in hindsight, uh, I felt like I did a pretty decent job of being able to dress in a way that maybe covered up perhaps or didn't over accentuate areas that maybe some folks might find not as visually appealing. We'll just put it that way. So uh, basically started going to the gym and this was like late, I want to say in 2010. And uh, then a few months later, I ended up getting fired from my full-time job. And when I got fired from my full-time job, as I was getting ready to start looking for a new full-time job, I decided that I wanted to still try and maintain some sort of structure throughout the day versus being someone who was just kind of um, not uh, who I was underemployed because I still had a part-time job that I was picking up some hours at, but I wanted to make sure that I was not somebody who was just going to kind of waste the day away. So I still wanted to make sure I maintained a schedule. So um, one of the benefits of that is I was able to pick my daughter up from daycare on a more regular basis as opposed to fitting it in with my work schedule. Uh, so I would have a a set schedule every day while I was looking for a job. So I would get up and take my daughter to daycare and then I would go to the gym. And then uh, that became part of my regular routine after going to the gym, then I would grab some food and then that's when I would kind of do the job searching thing on LinkedIn and reach out to contacts, different things like that, then pick my daughter up from daycare, hang out with her until my wife got home. So uh, getting into health and fitness at the very beginning really was a, it was a big factor in really, as I look back on it, on my mental health at that time. So being able to have that as part of my structure was extremely important for me. So I would say that it was probably about two to three months after I really, really got into it. So, you know, started working out around uh, late 2010 and then the following year, you know, a few months in around, I think it was like March or April. Um, had lost my job. So let's say we're about six, seven months into actually training and, and doing those things on purpose. That's when I finally decided to go ahead and hire um, a personal trainer. So when I decided to do that, I had already been training for quite a while on my own. And again, if you haven't heard my story before, the way that I first started was I bought the Men's Health 
book of big book of exercises it was called the men's health big book of exercises so i i bought that book i bought a workout journal uh bought some lifting gloves that's a whole different story uh bought those and uh, just started going to the gym every day i believe so i was going every single day and the way that i started out uh, pretty much every workout for the most part is I would start by doing about anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes of walking on the treadmill or some pretty low intensity stuff on the elliptical. And um, the reason I did that, there was actually two reasons I started my workouts that way. The first reason was because I had heard and read that you know it was important to do it some sort of cardio. Uh, but at the time I thought that basically the only form of cardio that was out there was um was running and i i actually i didn't like running then i still don't like running now that could be a whole nother episode too uh, so i was like all right well if i do this kind of low intensity thing for a while um and at the time i was in i was not in in good physical shape as far as my cardiovascular health so i figured okay well that'll raise my heart rate up and that'll count as cardio so i did 10 to 20 minutes of low intensity uh, so that was one reason that i did it was because i heard you know you're supposed to do some cardio and that was my my attempt and then the second reason that i would do is it is because it would actually give me time to kind of look around and see what other people were doing in the gym so I would take that time and just kind of look around to see there were every gym has their regulars. And this was a, a chain of uh, what we'll call like big box type of gyms. Um, so I would take that time and I would notice that there were guys that came in there pretty regularly. Like you, you see the same group, especially when you go around the same time um, each day. Uh, so I would just kind of pay attention to what they did and I would get some ideas on what they were doing and then also take a look at some of the exercises in this men's health big book of exercises um, thing that I was doing. I also would pull some workouts from different um, magazines and things like that. So that's basically what I would do is just start off my workout like that, go through my workout and then, you know, call it a day. And I decided finally, um, again, this was about six, seven months into my journey when I decided to hire a personal trainer. And uh, the way that I figured out who I wanted to be my personal trainer is that I actually reached out to someone who was a former employee of mine. So I mentioned that I had worked in women's fashion retail at the time before being let go. And one of my former employees was a personal trainer. And uh, what's kind of funny now is I used to make fun of her for getting up really, really early and like training people and going to a spin class before she came to work. So she would tell me all of these, what I thought at the time were like crazy things that she was doing as far as getting up at like four and five o'clock in the morning to train clients before she would come in to work with me at the store at like nine or 10 a.m. or, or whatever her time her shift started. So um, it's really funny that, that now um, early morning is my jam. Like I can get up very early in the morning without an issue, without an alarm. And that has definitely come full circle because about 12 years ago, I was making fun of her for doing that. And um, I don't know if she'll listen to this or not, but uh, I do, I do owe her an apology on that because yeah, it's way more productive for me that way. So anyways, I reached out to her and she was training in, uh, in a small private studio in the St. Louis area. So I reached out to her and basically just let her know like, Hey, I'm, 
I feel like I'm, I'm getting in pretty good shape, but I could definitely use um, something to kind of shake things up. Felt like I, you know, I had a little bit more money in my pocket right now because I finally had gotten back into working full time. And that that was basically the start of us working together for a few years. I don't remember exactly how long we worked together, but um, Samantha and I worked together for a few years. And why it, it really comes to mind now is I got a, like a Facebook memory of a Facebook post where she had congratulated me for losing um, like 35 pounds. And this was like 11 years ago or something like that. So uh, it's just kind of crazy the way that things, things kind of come full circle. Uh, but back to the original question uh, with what I would, um, what's the first thing I would do? The reason that I would have hired a trainer in some way, shape or form right from the beginning, if I were to go and do it again, is because it would have, I feel like it would have made the process much more efficient for me. And let me share with you, you know, two to three reasons why I feel like it would have made it more efficient for me. And before going into that, I do definitely want to say that I acknowledge that not everyone has the financial resources to hire a coach, hire an in-person trainer, um, or that sort of thing. So I do completely understand that. And to be really transparent with you, that's actually a story that I told myself. And I say a story because at that time I was still spending money on other things. And uh, I had just decided that I was not going to be able to afford uh, a personal trainer at that time because uh, I was just kind of getting back on my feet and I was you know, looking for a job and things like that. But come to find out, I made that decision without even checking to see how much a personal trainer cost. I can't even remember what I thought at the time. I just know I made up a price in my head um, and I just decided that that's, that's not something I could really spend money on. I can just do it myself. Um, so that was, that was a story that I had told myself. So if you're someone who is out there telling themselves that story uh, where you feel like the financial investment is not something that is worth it for you, I would just ask you to peel back the layers of that and really look at um, if that's true. And if it is true, then okay, I'm certainly not here to tell you that you're wrong. Uh, it's just, I come from a place, so this has helped me understand. So I want you to understand that my perspective is as someone who used to tell myself that same story. Now looking back on it, I can definitely say that there were other things I was spending money on that I, um, I could have earmarked that money a bit differently. Okay. So, um, reasons why I would have started sooner with a trainer. So number one would have definitely uh, made things more efficient because I would have been going to someone who was a qualified professional. So from a movement standpoint, yes, it's great that I was able to, you know, get the men's health big book of exercises. I know I've said that like three or four times, but I mean, that thing was like my Bible for a while, my, my fitness Bible. So I did what I could at that time to try and learn proper form and things like that. Um, YouTube, if I remember, I don't think YouTube was even a thing back then. This would have been around 2011 or so. So YouTube was not like anywhere near what it is right now. I'm pretty sure I had a Blackberry at that time now that I think about it. So um, I would have definitely shortened the uh, time frame in learning how to properly execute movements. So that's definitely something that would have been much more helpful. So that would have been something that, that I would have learned by getting a trainer sooner. Also, 
I would, I know for sure that I would have been worked outside of my comfort zone more often than I thought I was getting outside of my comfort zone. And what I mean by that is when I was programming for myself, as much as I would take a look at a particular workout from a magazine or a book or wherever I was getting it from, again, at that point, Instagram didn't even exist. Uh, Facebook was, I mean, Facebook was a thing, but I didn't see a whole lot of workouts posted on Facebook. If anything, on Facebook, it was more like the check-ins. Like anybody remember Foursquare out there? Yeah. So there were the gym check-ins and things like that. Uh, But the workouts and things like that, that I would pull right from the very jump, I I definitely can remember I would cherry pick some things out of that particular out of that workout that I would be doing. So if there was a particular movement that I didn't really want to do or didn't feel comfortable doing, and it wasn't even from a safety standpoint, I just straight up didn't want to do it. I know without even having to really kind of think too hard about it, I know for sure that there were times that I either changed the movement or eliminated the movement. And what I noticed immediately is by going to a personal trainer, uh, she immediately was able to design workouts that made sense for me while I was there, show me how to do them properly. And then she also included things that really, really got me out of my comfort zone. So particular movements that I can remember feeling like, man, I usually skip this sort of thing. And I think I, I probably even commented to her like, Ooh, I usually skip this. And so she would explain the importance of why I shouldn't do that and why she was not going to do that. So, um, that was definitely something that was a benefit too of going to see a trainer was being able to just fully allow somebody to get me out of my comfort zone. And I find now, um, even when as somebody who, spends the majority of the time programming for myself. Um, From time to time, I will follow other programs or hire a coach to do programming for me, especially during my busier, uh, busier periods of work where I'm just really kind of deep into the client work and don't want to have to think for myself. But even as uh, for the most part, for the things that I program for myself, it is something that I try to make sure that I'm very aware of is understanding that hey, just because you don't want to do it or it's not your favorite thing, there's a method to the madness. So it probably means that it's something you should kind of include um, in that particular program. And then I would say that um, a third reason that if I were to go back and um, start all over again, a third reason that I would hire a trainer is because I would have gotten more specific information on all of the different things that go together when it comes to looking to make progress in your health and fitness journey. So what I mean by that is, you know, I got my information from the magazines as far as how to train. I would pretty much skip over any of the nutrition stuff at all. And come to think of it, Uh, Most of the men's magazines that I read, so I would read, I believe it was like Muscle and Fitness. Um, I think there was a magazine just called Bodybuilding and things like that. The majority of those magazines specifically focused on workouts and then there were a butt ton of supplement ads. So that's basically the majority of it. Um, I remember as I would go to the bookstore and look for different magazines, like different uh, fitness magazines and things like that, I would notice for the women's magazines, I would thumb through some of those and those all talked about like dieting and um, 
things to get like a slimmer waist and things to burn belly fat and all this other stuff. And it just, uh, now that I go back and I really kind of think about and reflect on how things started for me, it, there was definitely a very different, um, two different kind of highways of messaging that were happening when it came to what was being marketed to men, which was primarily working out and supplements and then uh, basically like protein powder and then testosterone boosters. That's like all I saw ads for. And then when I would thumb through the women's magazines, it was some training, but it wasn't really uh, muscle focused training, training on training on building muscle. It was a lot of things about like cardio. And at this point, what I would describe more like hit like boot campy type stuff. And then just an overwhelming amount of information on um, supplements that were more geared towards like burning belly fat and a lot of things on dieting. So, you know, trying to keep like calories really low and stuff like that. So I say all that just to say that had I gotten with a trainer earlier, um, I would have been able to get a better understanding on how all of those different pieces work together versus feeling like, okay, well, I, I guess if I'm a dude that I'm supposed to mostly just focus on lifting weights and getting in a lot of protein through protein powders. And then, you know, I'll probably, I guess at some point I'll probably need to take some supplements like a testosterone booster or something like that. If I really want to like make this thing work, cause that's pretty much what was being marketed to me. So I didn't really have a qualified or certified professional to really consult with, to be able to figure out, um, exactly what the right path would have been for me. Now I do know once I got once I did start working with Samantha, my trainer, um, one of the things that she had me do was she had me keep a food log. So I would have a notebook and um, I would write down everything in that I would eat in a day. And then she would just ask me to send it to her via email. I remember this is back when I had an AOL email address. That's, that's how far back this goes. So I would send that to her and then she would give me feedback on just overall the types of foods that I was consuming and things like that. And I just remember to this day, one of the things that she was talking about was that I basically ate like no vegetables. And when I say no vegetables, I mean like none whatsoever unless there happened to be like lettuce on a sub sandwich that I ate. So uh, that's something that definitely would have been helpful, would have been being able to get a much better understanding of all of the different things that are encompassed with trying to make progress. Um, and especially when it comes to like sleep and how well I was taking care of my body. She was someone who knew me extremely well from a standpoint of understanding that I was going to be working quite a bit eight to nine hours of sleep wasn't even possible because sometimes at that time I was working two different jobs and sometimes there was le legit only six hours between when one job would end and another job would start. So telling me to get eight to nine hours of sleep, you're basically asking me to fall asleep on the job, which wasn't going to happen. So uh, she did try to talk to me about the importance of sleep. And so I, you know, I'll be straight up that went in one ear and out the other. Um, however, what would have been helpful had I started with a trainer uh, and a professional right from the jump is I would have at least gotten better, more focused information and more personalized information about that right from the jump versus, you know, six, seven, maybe a few more months into my journey. 
So uh, that's that's really, I don't have like a, a thoughtful transition for this. That's what I really just wanted to spend some time uh, talking about because I felt like it was a great question. So again, shout out to Betsy for that particular question. I thought it was a great one because it's one that I haven't really thought about for a while as far as if I were to start all over, what's the first thing I could do? And um, again, it, it just kind of leads me into thinking about sometimes what can be an uncomfortable question is, okay, are, what, what sort of things would you do differently? Um, which sometimes I hear that is what are some regrets that you have? Like, what do you feel like you didn't do right? And um, to be straight up with you, my answer to this question it, as far as starting off with a trainer sooner really is directly linked to things that I would have done differently just overall because um, as I think about um, some of the different things that I tried uh, some of the paths that I went down some of the different programs that I tried to follow and things like that uh, some of those things that I would have done differently uh, those are some things that I, it's tough for me to even say regrets but, but I would definitely have done things a bit differently um, in hindsight so if I were to start all over today um, one of the first things for sure that I would have done is I would have found a way to somehow get a certified qualified professional into or onto my team, I would try and partner with someone much, much sooner in the process instead of waiting. And um, again, the I will tell you that for sure, um, the number one thing that held me back from doing that was the story that I was telling myself about my finances at the time. And as again, I, I can't state it enough as I go back to think about it, knowing what it costs for me to do like one semi-private training session per week, I definitely could have come up with that money way sooner. I was just choosing to spend it in other ways in other places. So uh, if you are that person who is thinking to yourself like, yeah, I'm just going to keep trying to do this whole thing on my own. Um, and you haven't done any research to to see at least just how much it would cost to find a qualified professional even just to do a consultation or anything like that i want to let you know one you're not alone i've been there before i bought the t-shirt returned it and bought it again and also i just want to try to encourage you to really think about or not think about i want to encourage you to take action because you've been thinking about it long enough i want to encourage you to take action to do the research and actually get the answer to the question of how much that sort of thing actually costs because there's a really good chance especially these days with the amount of information that's out there um, these days you can get into particular programs and partner up with people and things like that and um, move along in a way that is um, is financially possible and then would be much 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 more efficient so with that, I'm going to close out today's episode. So again, uh, if you have listened to this, I sincerely appreciate it. I never take it for granted that you take the time to listen. There are a lot of different places that you can invest your time. So I really appreciate you taking the time to invest in the Help Me Understand podcast. If you could do, could do me a favor. If you feel like this has been helpful or impactful in, in any way, I would really appreciate it if you would hop on to Spotify and give us a uh, rating. And if you could hop on to Apple Podcasts, give us both a rating and a review would be fantastic. It's been quite a while since we've gotten one, so it'd be uh, would really appreciate that. That's the way that we can help this podcast grow. So thanks again for listening. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and I'll talk to you next time.